Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Mike Essen, South Florida's conservative voice. In my lifetime with the issue of marijuana, something I hate, legalizing and I hate more, we have gone from just say no in the 80s to the Pineapple Express and even worse, legalizing in many states. Wait, they want to legalize it federally. Federally, yeah. Um, here to stop that effort is one of the finest organizations in the country, um, headed by the late great Phyllis Schlafly. I got to interview her and it was one of my honors of my life later in her career. And following in her footsteps is very well is a lovely executive director of Eagle Forum, Tabitha Walter. Tabitha, welcome to the Mike Essen Show. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Tabitha, I'm going to mention one bill's three bills, one at a time, you'll tell us about it, about pro-marijuana bills on a federal level to try and defeat, okay? Sure, yeah. So, um, as you know, we're in the... Wait, 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 let me ask you, I'm going to ask you about, the, I'm going to mention the, the, the name of the bill first, sorry if I didn't specify that. Yeah, um, absolutely. The, the safe, tell us about the Safe Banking Act and about the Safe Banking Act, please, and how you're trying to fight it. Yes, so the Safe Banking Act, also known as H.R. 1996, is an initiative to federalize all financial institutions to allow them to invest into marijuana in the into the marijuana industry. So if this bill would pass, marijuana dispensaries will be able to get loans from banks and be able to put their their money into any bank that they wish. Now there's a myth that all of these dispensaries are operating by cash and that they need the Safe Banking Act to go through in order for them to be able to safely uh, handle money back and forth. But this isn't the case. There are actually many institutions who are already allowing these marijuana dispensaries to bank with them. And so they have options already. And, um, you know, if this is something that goes through, it would greatly expand the reach of the marijuana industry. Um, It's also a problem because Currently, the federal law um, classifies marijuana as a Schedule One drug, so it's illegal. And so there's this conflict between the the bill and the banks that say um, you're you're taking in illegal money, and um, that can be a huge issue further on down down the line for the federal government. If you want to talk to Tabitha Walter, the number is 619-924-9749. It doesn't stop there. Tell us about the HOPE Act, all in big letters, H-O-P-E, Tabitha. Yes. Uh, what a misnamed pill. Uh, so HOPE stands for Harnessing Opportunities by Pursuing Expungent, Expungement Act. And essentially what this would do is it would release federal grants to automate the expungement of low-level cannabis offenses. And so all of these uh, criminal offenses that happened years ago, um, now that marijuana is becoming legal, they want to erase that from a person's record. Now, um, we're seeing that fall out in states as it is, but what is really happening behind the scenes with this bill is that it's a political maneuver in order to push forward the Safe Banking Act as well. So the proponents of the HOPE Act want the votes for their bill, and so they aren't going to vote for the Safe Banking Act until they get the votes for theirs. And so 
um, likely the HOPE Act isn't going to move by itself. It's going to move together with the Safe Banking Act. The third one, it sounds insane to me, the Cannabis Administration Opportunity Act. Tell us about it, please, and what you, and what you, how bad it is. Yes, and this is where they throw everything in the kitchen sink into one bill to hope in hopes to get it all all the wishes that they want. Um, so this is a Chuck Schumer led initiative, and he he's the Senate Majority Leader, and so this has been on his plate for months. Um, what he would do is he would merge together the Safe Banking Act and the Hope Act as well as decriminalize marijuana at the federal level. Um, Also, this would give tax breaks to marijuana dispensaries. It establishes a cannabis justice office within the Department of Justice to hand out grants to these dispensaries. Um, And, of course, it lacks any kind of regulations or guardrails on things like potency or labeling. You know, there are so many things that the uh, tobacco industry has put into place to lessen the blow of the, the consequences of cigarettes. None of these things apply to marijuana. And so it's, it's a double standard that we're seeing here. It's marijuana unfettered, whereas, um, you know, there are other regulations on things like cigarettes that we really need into place to keep people safe. One thing that agitates me, uh, Tabitha, is when people minimize the, the harmful effects of marijuana. They actually talk, the pro-marijuana group like Normal, you've heard of them, and many others, talk like mm-hmm. it's not harmful at all. It's just like drinking water. Tell us the truth about how, real, how harmful recreational marijuana is, and if you could back it up with sources, even better. You got the mic, Tabitha. Yeah. Sure. So... Um, the potency of marijuana today is not the same as it was in the 70s. It has become stronger. There are even instances of it being laced with other drugs when, when it's being filtered over our borders. Um, it's very unsafe. And even in the context of a marijuana dispensary, you have them selling uh, marijuana that looks like candies that are appealing to children and that are very dangerous for them to get a hold of. And, and when that happens, and when people are regular marijuana users, they have issues that can extend from mental health to um, anxiety and paranoia. Um, a lot of these people lack the motivation to get employment. Um, you have a lot of criminal activity that surrounds um, marijuana users. It, and so, um, you know, the significant mental health damage and physical health damage um, are, it's not, it's not a good trade-off for, for legalizing marijuana. Um, a lot, one of the organizations that we follow very closely on this issue is called uh, Smart Approaches to Marijuana. And they are a great bipartisan group. They have board members who are from both sides of the aisle, and they have, um, doctors and scientists who really speak into this issue. And so they have a lot of um, great information on their website. Um, Their website is called learnaboutsam.org. So I encourage all of your listeners to visit their website and and really delve into these research and studies that they've done on marijuana. 
Um, go through these three bills a little bit, not just in the sense of what are their chances of passing with a Republican House or a Republican Senate or whether, or whether it's lame duck, because some Democrats, people do cross party lines on these issues, but though many the conservatives, social conservatives like us don't like. What are the chances of these three bills passing? Start with anyone you want to, but run by all three of them, please. Sure. So, uh, yes, we are in the lame duck session, which means they're rushing through whatever they can get through by the end of the year, because next year the House will take a Republican majority. Now, um, we could see this fall out in different ways. Um, These can come across as standalone bills, but it's easier for them to put it in a larger bill. So, um, for instance, this week the House is voting on the the um, National Defense Authorization Act, which is a military defense bill. However, the Safe Banking Act is in this bill. And so um, they've rolled it into a military bill. There's also the option of um, an appropriations bill. So a, a bill that funds the government can hold these initiatives as well. And so the devil's in the details. It may not look like the, the bill itself, it may have bits and pieces of the language that they have written in these bills, but um, we're, we're looking at a few options and we're keeping our eyes open because they can be really sneaky about these things. Now, um, we have some Republicans who are in favor of this, and um, we really have to work hard to make sure they don't sway one way or the other um, because it's best if they wait to consider any type of legislation, period, and until the next year. Right now, we have uh, members who are retiring and members who just want to see their families for the holidays, and so they're going to lack the motivation to get up there and vote. But we need them to be there to hold the line against these bills. And do you think these three bills will pass or become law, God forbid? Um, Your predictions for me. That's a good question. I think they're – so uh, this week, uh, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell voiced his opposition to the Safe Banking Act, at least in the NDAA and possibly the omnibus. So with his leadership on this, they may not have the votes to actually pass it. So that's our hope. Um, That's a good start. Um, because sometimes, you know, when leadership caves to these issues, then the rest of the caucus caves as well. So I'm hopeful that they will not be able to pass these bills, whether it's standalone or within a larger bill. How many bills? How many bills do you need to have for the past these bills? Um, in the Senate. So, um, in the Senate, they need 60 votes to to pass it. I don't think so. Yeah. If it was 50, would, that would be different. Go ahead. Right. They would need at least 10 Republicans to be on their side, and that's hard to get, although we've seen that happen even in this lame duck session, but um, it is a difficult threshold to overcome. I thank Joe Manchin for saving the filibuster. I will say that. Tabitha, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you more for the wonderful work you do for a special organization. Regarding this issue, is there anything you want, or these issues regarding marijuana, is there anything you want to talk about that maybe we haven't covered on the show? 
Um, so your listeners can actually take action on this issue and other issues during the lame duck as well. If, if they would just visit our website at eagleforum.org, we have tons of information on a various amount of topics, including marijuana, that they can scroll through, but they can also um, join us in contacting our senators and our representatives on these issues. We'll have talking points available for them and ways for them to reach their lawmakers. So um, again, that's eagleforum.org. Tabitha, I thank you so much for everything you do and coming on my show. Have a Merry Christmas and a magical 2023. Take care, my friend. Thank you. Merry Christmas to you. Bye. Tabitha Walter. We're going to have a second guest at 435 today, Pastor Ernie Rivera, a pastor and an educator, will be on the show. But until then, if, it's, if you want to talk to me at 619-924-9749, that would be great. The left nauseates me. And their tactic they use, and it's, it's as clear as crystal to me or anybody who has a brain or has, has, has the capacity of critical thinking that would know that when there's a late charge against a conservative of any kind, it's not true. And right before the runoff, this paid idiot, this paid woman, was talking about Herschel Walker abused me in a past relationship. It's like you never reported this years ago. This happened to Kavanaugh. This happened to the Justices Kavanaugh Thomas, Roy Moore, so I think it was inappropriate for him to ask a 14-year-old out, but that doesn't mean he's a pedophile. And the, and the beat goes on. You think I'm really going to take this seriously after? I mean, it's crying wolf again. It's not only crying wolf. It's defamation and slander. I hope he sues this woman, sues who put her up to this. Remember, conservatives take these issues to the courts. Progressives take these issues to the streets of cause civil disobedience. It's called being a civil citizen or being a, ter- being a constitutionalist or being a terrorist. And also slandering people. I hope Justice Kavanaugh, for instance, will have a, a good life and not be, I hope he wasn't too, really too traumatized by that witch, Salem witch hunt hearing that he got for his, he's a fine justice in Supreme Court too, by the way. And some, some hag from Comedy Channel said, I hope I ruined his life. That makes me an ire. This is the way progressive Democrats, a.k.a. communists, think. Progressive and communists are the same as tomato and tomato. You don't believe me? Look at, just look it up in the history. I'm, it's not me who comes to what makes up these things. I, I kind of like to back up what I say, you know, and be factual and satisfactual. But But the thing is, that leftists always cause civil unrest, too. And they think, they, they think conservatives, especially for pro-life, deserve to die, deserve to be ruined, deserve to be out of a job and starve, just for God forbid disagreeing with them. That is Hitlerian evil. It goes beyond even being a dictator. Being vindictive in the most extreme ways possible because I don't agree with your perspective when you have no facts to back, never have facts to back it up. I, I debate them on this show. 
They either lie, change the subject, or don't answer the question or deny. Um, it is completely repulsive, the things they do, completely, because they're repulsive. Let's talk about education. Not education, it's not going to be an educational TV show at all, at all. That's boring as hell. Not only are they indoctrinating kids with the alphabet soup of LGBTQP and CRT and not teaching them the three R's, which they damn should be doing. They're punishing and flunking and embarrassing kids who don't, and parents, which Merrick Garland, I hope they investigate him before anybody else is evil, by either calling him domestic terrorists, making fun of him, or flunking him. You know, this, this reminds me of, if any of you are old enough to remember apartheid, which is the segregation on steroids at South Africa system, 90% of the citizens were black, 10 were white, and white people um, suppressed them and, and persecuted them. Right now, there's a, the same thing that's going on here. The left is not as big, silent majority is being persecuted. We're not, we're not 10%, we're a lot more. Again, we're not 90%, excuse me, we're a lot less against leftists. I challenge, no, don't do it, to go to anyone to go to Hollywood, the scientific community, either being a movie critic, which I was online, but I never got professional, or being in the mainstream media, or even being a teacher and saying, I'm a conservative and I'm proud of it. Your interview's over. That is a Shonda, as we say in, in Yiddish, us Jews, that's beyond the Shonda, it's evil. So many people have been blacklisted, and blacklistings were horrible in the 50s under the McCarthy era. They're horrible now. But it's on steroids compared to McCarthy was child's play compared to what they're doing now. I'm not defending blacklisting anybody. But the Salem witch trials would be more like it. And because I've, I argue so often, it's tr because it's true that the Democrats are not liberals, they are communists, aka progressives. It's just the tip of the iceberg for what they want. When you have this maniacal Joe Biden and his Vice President Harris calling for a disinformation board, encouraging civil unrest on both abortion pro-lifers and KK MAGA people, whatever. I don't even know what that means anymore. I mean, you're a Trump followers. I mean, you're conservative. No, I'm not going to ask the morons to define a term that he can't define. And, of course, he's coerced, he coerced with Facebook. It was just treasonous to censor people like me as conservatives and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But because we fight in the courts, we're not taking this line down. No, no, no. Let me name three wonderful organizations that are very, four organizations that you could get involved with to fight these communists. Jay Sekulow and Jordan Sekulow's wonderful group, the ACLJ, American Center for Law and Justice, Alliance Defending Freedom. They're the counterparts to the Anti-American Civil Liberties Union. But there's more. Liberty Council, C-O-U-N-S-E-L, which is in Florida by a great American named Matt Staver, 
an FIRE fire. I don't remember what it stands for. First Amendment something, but they're all not only great, but they're effective. But here's we got two things on our side that are really in our favor. The Constitution, especially the Second Amendment, that's three, two, and yes, the courts. One of President Trump's great accomplishments was, was appointing strict constructionist judges to not only the Supreme Court, but the lower courts. And that has been a blessing for the country. As Phil Murphy, the governor of New Jersey, says, I don't care about the Constitution, He's, everybody says, progressives say the same thing, but they don't use those words. They use it in subliminal code words. Or they say it almost as blatantly as their actions speak louder than words. And by the way, when you are sworn into office, you take an oath, oath to uphold the Constitution no matter what the hell it is. So if you don't care and you're going against it, you're breaking your oath, and for that alone you should be removed. I don't even want to say the word impeached isn't strong enough. Removed, damn it. 619-924-9749. And today, in case you're in Georgia and you have not voted, I'm ta- I know who Republicans and Democrats will vote for, but independents, I'm talking to you. And Republicans just stay home, I'm talking to you. If you have any sense of decency or sanity, you will go to the polls and vote for Herschel Walker. And, and shame on that subhuman lieutenant governor who's going against him, the Republican one. That is to support an anti-Semitic communist like Warnock, who is a detriment to the human race, if he even qualifies for that. No, I'm not talking about a skin color. I'm not a racist. You, I, you know what, what made me think that? I know a progressive think so. Shut up before you talk about it. Don't falsely accuse me, too. Walker is human. There you go over a guy who, who is a strong conservative, when we are facing a time when this is a vote and this is a win in the Senate we need so Democrats do not take committee chairs, big thing, not a little thing, in all brand, whether it's judicial branch, the Judiciary Committee, the Foreign Affairs Committee, or what have you. If you stay home, you are being unpatriotic in a time like this. Or if you just go to the polls and write in some moronic name or vote for you are being an idiot. For the life of me, I don't understand protest votes or protest voters. It, it is self-gratification and stupidity at the same time. First of all, nobody knows you protest and put yourself. And it, voting for a person like, I'm, like let's say, let's just, let's just take the Hillary Trump race. Some people voted for Evan McMullen. That was a vote for Hillary Clinton. Or not voting if you're a Republican or a never-Trumper is a vote for Hillary Clinton. Or whether or you know, vote for whoever the Republican may be in any race. It doesn't have to be Trump. You're never if you're never if you're in the Lincoln Project, you don't like everything they say. A sick organization who is who puts their hatred for Trump above their above the country, they are not paid they're unpatriotic and so are you. I don't like every Republican who runs for Senate or House or what have you, but they're better than the communist destructive alternative, the anti-Semitic party, that, 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 that's the opposition. And there are only two choices. Don't think there's a third. And if you want to bring up Jesse Ventura, if he wasn't a, that's because he was a celebrity. 
And that is a freak fluke case. And he was a joke that wasn't funny either. What a moron. I almost say it to him because he has a very strong muscular build. I would hate to hate him to get mad at me, but he is completely the conspiracy theories that guy comes up with. It's, it's embarrassing that Minnesota's elected him. Almost as embarrassing as Amy Klobuchar, but why compare? Tisk. Tisk. Remember, we have a guest coming on at 435, Pastor Ernie Rivera, a wonderful patriot, a pastor, and an um, educator as well. But I want to say this to you guys. We have to do something to not only defeat the left. I mean, that's, that, that's a given. But to send more positive messages about conservatism, just saying less bad, less bad, that's what hurt us to a large extent in the 2022 midterms. You have to have a message. And I'll tell you what one could be, the beautiful world of free enterprise. I'm not the most articulate person in the world, but I'll, I'll try. I'm on a, your list, if you're on a phone or a computer or a TV, or exchanging any currency for anything, that is free enterprise. It's not what your teachers are going to tell you, Generation Z and, and Millennials, but it's true because you can look it up in any, in any Wikipedia or any neutral source in the subject or any source of sanity. Anything else creates a, a situation where you are forced to do what the government tells you to do. Capitalism, darn it, is the best system and the only rational system in the world. Is it perfect? Of course not. There isn't, nothing is perfect in this world. My house, this house, your house, the roof could fall off. It won't. Don't, don't worry. But there's not a 100% chance it won't. I mean, do you want to play that game? It is completely. We should fight for free enterprise and the beauties of it. I also think two issues that the conservatives and Republicans could win on our Second Amendment, and our immigration policies. Absolutely. By the way, Second Amendment, i got to say, is an area where we're, I had a show, by the way, which ballooned in the ratings when Louis Valdez were done on his America Friday, shameless plug, uh, that the Second Amendment is one area where I'm confident we're doing well. 1877-NRA-2000, please join them. We'll campaign for the NRA here. Or gunowners.org if you want to join Gunowners of America, whatever. Or, or if you don't want to do that, do something. But Second Amendment is a winning issue for, the, for Republicans and conservatives. Immigration is a big – I think immigration was the issue that got Trump over the mark with Hillary primarily. I'm debating, by the way, a week from Thursday, a, a Democrat on AKA Amnesty slash Comprehensive Immigration Reform, Pathway to Citizenship. Believe me, this will be the end of the conservative movement in the country. That's all I'll say, but I'll save the rest of it for the debate. That and the, especially the border wall and the border are winning issues for conservatives. Because, Pete, because, 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 because of the wonderful things he does. We're off to see the governor, the wonderful governor of Texas and Florida. Just look what they've done. Look what we've had to go through. Because these two rodents, Biden and Harris, refuse to secure the border because they want votes. By the way, another thing that the progressives do, to, and this is the, the low life of the past, was overrated president ever, FDR did. He tried to do it, packed the courts. 
not only is this unconstitutional, it'll never end if it starts. It's only because of the, of the abortion issue. They say it's because of anything else. They're lying through their teeth. Of course, look what I'm talking about. Progressive putzes. Lying through their darn teeth. This won't happen, at least not in my lifetime. And thank God it won't. This is, to even talk about, I debated this, by the way, on the show, another shameless plug, I debated a active Democrat in Miami, William Byatt is his name. We get along okay, but politically, I think he's horrible. On this issue, please listen to Packing the Court debate, or you can type it in on the search bar. I, one thing about my show I want to say that stands out above the others is I get guests who, and I encourage callers who don't agree with me, too. I mostly have conservatives on, if you're wondering why, because they're easier for me to get. I have a lot of contacts, and a lot of some progressives do and don't want to come on. But when a progressive comes on, I actually give them, I tell them, you get more credit. You're putting yourself in the zone to debate a skilled debater, moi, who has a lot to say and who, you know, so that's the one thing about my debate shows. When I have a candidate on or a person like Tabitha Walter who agrees with me, we're not really on the it has to be quick on the draw. This is not a contrived stage show. I don't know what my, my opponent's going to say about amnesty in a week. But I'm going to refute it. And also, when you debate somebody, study what the other side says, too. Watch the debate is the best thing. When I debated this numbskull a, week, a few weeks ago in the two-state solution debate, I'm shameless plugging myself all the time, I listened to a debate with two people. By the way, two-state solution is something we don't want at all. Um, dividing your dividing Israel in a two-state solution with people who want to kill them and dance in the streets 9-11 means the end of Israel and the end of America. That is an evil idea perpetuated by both the left-wing in this country and the left-wing in Israel and every anti-Semite on the globe. It's a no, 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 and as in times infinity. We don't want a two-state solution. God bless the Holy Lands. Guess should be coming up shortly. Guess should be shortly. Another thing is, another thing is, clearly want to mention is, we are winning on the life issue. We won a big battle. That big battle, as you know, is we overturn Roe versus Wade. But here's what I'm proud of us pro-lifers. I thank every pro-lifer in the country or in the world about this. We don't back down from pro-abortion, baby, anti-life, baby-killing bullies. We're standing strong and firm. When they threaten every governor, like Brian Kemp, that we're taking our business elsewhere, he told them to basically go fly a kite. In so many words, Hollywood. When, when Bette Midler said the threat and the sex strike, that would be the first thing I'd agree with her on. Do it either way. And by the way, since we overturn Roe, you're doing men a favor, Bette. By the way, there is the most overrated, horrific actress. She, she made a couple good songs, but even Beaches I didn't like. I, I don't think I've ever liked them. Hocus Pocus wasn't bad, but I, I hated I hate down out Beverly Hills. She is a no-talent moron. Acting-wise and speaking-wise, she makes no sense. She wasn't screaming. She would not be acting. She's not an actress who I ever want to see again on and off the air. She is despicable, as Daffy Duck would say. You know, I'm very, 
I want to encourage you all to call this, your switchboard capital at 202-224-3121 and stop these horrible pro-marijuana legislations, the Safe Banking Act, the HOPE Act, the Cannabis Administration Opportunity. As I said in my introduction, I grew up watching great sitcoms like Different Strokes and many others. There was an episode of Different Strokes where First Lady then Nancy Reagan came in. For, it, for just saying no was a slogan. I remember kids in my class with a poster, Stamp Out Reefer. And then all these junk, garbage, crap films I saw knocked up. It was basically commercial for marijuana. I didn't know when I saw it. I, I had boycott movies like Pineapple Express or any Harold and Kumar movie. To call something a stoner classic is your spot. Wait, we have our guest on the line. On our guest, we have Pastor Ernie Rivera. He is a freedom-fighting conservative pastor and an educator. Pastor Rivera, welcome to the Mike Essen Show. Well, thank you so much, Mike. This is a pleasure and an honor to be with you today, and uh, greetings to everyone that's listening all over the nation, I guess, right? Right, world possibly. We have some guests in other countries, and the pleasure is mine, Pastor. Pastor, tell us the importance you put on religious liberty and where we stand now on it in America. Well, that's a that's one topic <clears throat> we could be on this <laughs> show for two or three hours. Uh, this is exactly what we're doing. Uh, I'm part of the United Pastors of America, uh, and in addition to Protect Our Children Project, uh, organizations that have taken a stand where the church no longer can sit aside and see things happen, you know, uh, I've been to three theological seminaries in my time studying, and may I say, unfortunately, I was lied to in all three seminaries because they they would tell me that the the pastors couldn't get involved in politics. Pastors weren't supposed to be involved in all the government. And I said, well, you know, it contradicts what the Scripture says, that's for sure. And and it wasn't until 2015 that I, I had a, an encounter directly, uh, and I'm an ordained Presbyterian pastor for 45 years, where where I heard God's voice tell me, what have you done? Because, you know, <clears throat> that summer of 2015, when the Supreme Court went against and, and, and decided to redefine marriage, um, male and male and female with another female, and et cetera, et cetera, and we all know about the the, the disaster of uh, Planned Parenthood that uh, this young man, which the case is still in court, in federal court, uh, uh, filmed, you know, secretly the, the executives saying and boasting how they were selling baby parts and to, to buy their cars, expensive cars and yachts and all this. And, and I got angered, but the, the Lord just told me, what have you done? And that's that's when I I threw my hat inside the the ring and and I ran for the I'm a former U.S. senator for Florida candidate in 2016. Uh, I'm the pastor that brought the pulpit in, and since then, uh, I, I gotta tell you, this is Mike the moment the church is standing up, and we have seen a dramatic change. More and more pastors are saying, "Let's stop this." craziness against our children, attacking, trying to indoctrinate with false teaching. It's going against what our nation was based on, was established, founded. 
We cannot hold on to this anymore. Uh, enough is enough, my brother, and we are taking a stand, and there's a lot of pastors behind us right now too, Mike. If you want to talk to Pastor Ernie Rivera, number is 619-924-9749. Pastor Rivera, you, we all remember where we were, and I was, I was as elated as people who won the Super Bowl because I've been involved in the pro-life cause for 35 years or more. When On June 24th, when Roe was overturned, that was a gargantuan victory. That and otherwise, how are we doing on the, on the religious liberty and social issues in this country as, as we speak? Well, we've teamed up with great minds like Lucas Miles and others that also are standing. Uh, and there's, there's a whole series of, of, I mean, literally, Mike, there's, there's hundreds, there's thousands. Uh, you know, in my, my humble mailing list of pastors alone in Florida, we're over 4,500 that I'm dealing with. Uh, there is a momentum going on. It's, I, I think, honest truth, truth, I think the left uh, pushed the envelope too far, and 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 it's awakened the uh, the giant, and and now uh, we're we're saying, wait, uh, who's who's with us and who's against us? Because not not all pastors are with us, you know that. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. uh, there, there's some that uh, just. I, I don't know which Bible they're using, but they're going against it, you know, and and they're saying, yeah, it's okay for abortions, or they're yes, it's okay for for transgender or or, or mixed marriage, uh, you know, this this thing that's happening. <clears throat> we we got to take a stand, and and right now there is a very strong, very strong movement going on, and and we're not go- we're not going to stop, you know. This is something that. Uh, we started an event all through the 67 counties of Florida. It's called uh, FAST, F-A-S-T, you know, Florida All-State Tours, mm-hmm. where we're hitting every county and all the pastors' association of each county get together, and we're, we're just laying out the truth. We're not here to indoctrinate people. We're here to stand for the biblical a conservative Christian view <clears throat> that's in the scripture, which our nation, you and I were were raised with these values, you know, and and I think I think the vast majority, the Hispanic community, the vast majority, and I deal with the Hispanic community every single day. They they don't they don't espouse all these uh, liberal crazy ideas, you know. Uh, have your little boy, you know, go and. And, and, and castrate him with chemicals or give him pills or, or teach him that he's not a boy. No, so there's, there's a reaction, Mike, and it's happening big time right now. Exactly. Now, you also are very skilled in the field of education, and we have the same views on every educational issue I know without asking you. What are the pros and cons that are going on in, in, in our country or in Florida in particular in our educational system today? Start with the pros and the cons, please. Well, I've been an educator for a long time, right? I, I, started, I started as a middle school history teacher back, back in the day. Uh, half of the history hadn't even been written back then, I guess. But let me tell you, uh, Education 
education is under fire. If there's, you know, we just had a a victory here in Hillsborough County, that's Tampa. Uh, the school board wanted to introduce some liberal uh, school board members uh, wanted to put some pornography in our seventh and eighth grade books. We're teaching the the children. I, I mean, explicit photographs of boys having. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, anal sex or or, or girls uh, doing you know things that we just we shouldn't even talk about it on radio, but everyone knows. Well, it's in our, that's okay. Go ahead. And it's in our school books, and and we went over 250 pastors and leaders. Uh, 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 one of this great men is Terry Kempel. Uh, Mr. Kempel has been 27 years defending. The conservative uh, views, the rights of the family, marriage, the children, and and he's the co-founder of Protect Our Children Project, which is uh, P-O-C-P dot org, O-R-G, and anyone can join in and and be informed of what's happening. The the the, the good thing is we have a governor that is standing tall and firm. Uh, I have to say. You know, he's my personal friend, and I admire, I respect him. We did run against each other for, for the U.S. Senate back in 2016. But uh, Mr. DeSantis and I, we admire each other. We respect each other. And this is a governor that understands what you and I are talking about. Our state is seeing great changes. Uh, with Anthony Verdugo of the Christian Family Coalition, uh, right out of Miami. He's been a guest of mine, go ahead. He's been a guest on the show yep. many times, go ahead. You know, these are, these are uh, men that have been fighting for a long, long time. And those of us that have been, you know, I haven't been 27 years at this, but my, my 15 years that we've been doing this. Now, uh, teachers have to go back to teaching, Okay. We cannot have teachers trying to indoctrinate your kids. My, I just had my, my, my little grandson, a little redhead, 11 years old. He just turned 11 this weekend. Happy birthday. Cele- uh, yeah. We just celebrated his birthday over here. And, Mike, I'm sorry, but don't mess with my grandkid. I'm sorry. You know, I, I don't it. want any to come after and, and try to uh, turn my, my little grandson and indoctrinate him with, look, let the parents, you, parents that are listening to me, don't you think that you as a parent should decide how your child is raised? I, the government has no place telling them what religion to believe in or what political party. No, it's every home, every family, and we respect what every family is doing, Mike. And this is, you know, that there's good things happening in education, but there's also bad things. And those bad things, uh, and, and, you know, there's a there's an argument about, you know, take your kid out of the public school. You've heard about those movements, right? Sure, both school, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't endorse that movement. I, I understand, they're my friends, and I, I love what their heart is intended but no, those are your tax-paying dollars. Those are the, that's the money you and I pay so that that school will teach our children reading, writing, and arithmetic, teach them science, teach them history, 
But don't come and try to indoctrinate, spend half of the day telling them uh, about gender queer and, and telling them about, you know, having the boys uh, uh, compete in girls' sports and doing things like, no, you know, uh, we we got to wake up. And I think every parent and grandparent listening to me will say, this old dude knows what he's saying. Yes, I've been around the block for a while, and I'm listening to parents. I'm listening to grandparents, uncles and aunts are saying, we cannot allow our children to be uh, uh, poisoned. I, I, you know, I'm a pastor, so I'll say it. I think this comes from the pits of hell itself. It's the devil and the demons trying to destroy our children. Because if you destroy our children, you will destroy our church. You will destroy our communities. You will destroy our nation. So parents, wake up and find out what's happening in your school board. Show up. They're just parents like you and me. And just tell them, hey, we're paying our taxes. We want you to do what is right. Pastor Vera, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you more for the great work you do in preaching. Uh, how do people get a hold of your church or any organization you get a hold of, on website, phone number, social media, what have you? Please give it out, please. Well, I, I would just tell everyone to just go ahead and, and, and log in. It's www, right? Uh, P as in Peter, O as in Oscar, C as in Charlie, P as in uh, and Pedro, let's say even Spanish, <laughs> Peter, <laughs> and dot .org, uh, you know, and uh, and just sign in. You can you can write a text there. You can uh, communicate. I, I'm available, you know. Uh, people tell me, uh, uh, can, you, can we have your phone number? I say it's on every billboard out there. Uh, you can you can contact me. Uh, uh, so you can text me at. Four zero seven seven eight two seven six one nine. I'm available. I'm willing to go to your churches, your school boards, to speak in your community, as well as a group that is with us, over 50 professionals, doctors, lawyers, and we have all decided something's going to have to happen. We decided to start it here. So thank you for, for inviting me over, Mike. It's been a pleasure, sir. My pleasure. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, Pastor Rivera. Thank you so much. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye. Pastor Ernie Rivera, what a, what a wonderful man. Um, I want to announce that my guest in the show is on five days a week, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tomorrow, Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Christian filmmaker Ken Cromar, who's made films like All Dogs Go to Heaven and more, is being persecuted by the feds. Find out more about that. And Thursday, December 8th at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Tim Head, the executive director of the wonderful organization, Faith and Freedom Coalition, will discuss the results of the Warnock-Walker race in Georgia and what that means and what have you, where, where to go from there. This has been a very wonderful show. I want to argue I am a socialist conservative. That's the kind the left hates the most. We do not, we do not give up on these issues. Former Governor Mitch Daniels of Indiana said we should have a truce on them. Without them, there is no country. I want to thank Tabitha Walter and Pastor Ernie Rivera, and thank all of you for listening. See you manana.